I'll come back. 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 Hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. This week, your bartenders for this evening shall be a non-pencil. I'm drinking white wine because I'm fancy. Enigmatic Otaku. I tried to get Swole to impress Dusty Cat Senpai for this podcast. Milk. I don't even know what to say to that. Ravage. Frankfurter. And my name's Flutter Priest. This week we have a very special guest, and I want—I don't play favorites here, but this might be one of our most special guests. This is one of the most highly requested guests you guys have ever, ever sent to us. We have the wonderful Dusty Cat along with us. Hi, everybody. And I'm actually drinking. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a press that you can suck. <laughs> it's impressive that you can make you can form your muscle flexing noises into vocal no- noises. Well, I've been practicing. Oh my. Quick disclaimer for those who have not tuned into the barcast before. We are a cherry or cherry oriented, wow, charity oriented community driven podcast. You ask for the guests, we ask them on, you ask the questions, and then we make them miserable for two hours. We're streaming live on Twitch right now. If you want to see some of our previous guests, check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other things I'm probably forgetting, like Ponyville Live. Alex, um, that's your key to post links, please. Thank you, Alex. He's a good intern. Of course, we are also streaming live on Twitch right now, which means that if you have questions in the chat, the lovely Anon Pencil will be watching and field them to our guests. Pencil, what's an example of some questions you won't field to our guests? Well, um, there's always the usual. I won't ask about religion. I won't ask politics. But because we're trying to be good this time, I also won't field a lot of questions that are above the level of PG and PG-13. That means, you know that question? You know that question that everyone always asks? Don't ask that question, okay, guys? Don't, don't do it. I, I don't want to have to, you know, punch you in your stupid faces. Um, though we do have, oh, that's lovely, actually. I'll, I'll include that for you, please. Thank, thank you for, for doing that, guys. Y- you know what to do, and um, Priest, there's also a drinking word this week, so what is it? That's correct. If you are at home and would like to reasonably and responsibly drink with us, be sure to drink every time you hear the word brony. Brony. Or- You know, that thing we all are. I like eating brownies. (laughs) Brownies. All right. Only if they have have walnuts. (laughs) True. All right. We're past all the boring stuff. Let's get to the fun stuff. Dusty, we have some actual interview questions for you before we (gasps) unleash you to the lions. No. Let's go over some of those. You're here on it. Questions for me? I quit. Let's start with the basic of basics. Dusty, um, who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Hi, everybody. My name is Dusty, uh, also known as Dusty Cat, also known as the manliest brony in the world, also known as that guy that did that thing. Yeah. Um, actually, I started fandom doing parody songs stuff on YouTube. Um, that got me into, I did a viral 
video called which at the height of its five, six pages of Google search. Um, and, and Joe Spade my friends on Everfree Network, um, which I did for a couple of years. And that got me into Brony's React. I've done that ever since it started. Um, and then I also go to conventions. I do charity auctions at conventions as your charity auctioneer. Um, usually with uh, a bunch of my friends and moderating uh, high-level VIP panels at those um, and all in the dealer's room now. So, yes, um, I do a number of things. Also, I fix motorcycles and build guitars. That is the pinnacle of manliness if I have ever heard <laughs> it. And, and just so I can, like, take it the next step, let's see how manly you are. What are you drinking this evening? I am drinking. It's given to me by the Japan at Brony Cotton. This is a wonderful day um, in a beautiful gold gourd bottle with a red cord. Oh, that is honorable. Good, sir. I love it. I love it. Shout out to the Japanese bronies out there. I've been a Japanese uh, culture fan ever done. Very interested in Japan. I got to go last year for two weeks, and it was amazing. It was a trip of a lifetime. Wonderful. Uh, we'll jump to the next question. How did you personally get into the fandom and become aware of the MLP show? Um, it's a fairly old story, but um, in 2007-ish, when the, the, the economy in the United States went to... Um, I, and I was down to my last few hundred dollars and a friend of mine who had a manufacturing facility for Harley Davidson parts in Nevada said, Hey, come work for me. I'll pay you, you know, as much as I can pay you and, and we'll get you back on your feet. I said, great. Awesome. I'll, I'll pack my life up and I'll go to Nevada. So he puts me up in one of his houses he has for sale and I'm living in this place. And then as soon as I get there within the first month, he puts the whole, uh, shop on 32 hours and I was only making like 12 an hour and you can't barely live on 12 an hour on 40 hours a week. So yeah, couldn't move out, couldn't do anything. It's the dead of winter in Nevada. I'm in this house. I can't really move into. I'm in one room, the garage, and that's it. And the place is like completely empty with howling wind, no internet, no nothing. And I was going into the deepest of depressions you wouldn't believe. So I come back uh, to San Jose like once a month and me advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So we've got this thing going. I come back once a month or once, once or twice a month and we play. And one night after we're done, my friends say, hey, there's this new show you need to watch. I said, really? Yeah. What is it? My Little Pony. What? No. What are you talking No. I'm not going to watch that. It's like one in the morning. I got to get to sleep. I got to go back home tomorrow. No, no, no. You need to watch it. Okay. And I've known these people for years. They know me and they know my, um, my tastes. So I said, okay, we'll watch it. So we watched, of course, the premiere, which was the first half of Nightmare Moon. And when I went, okay, we saw the first part. We have to see how it ends. So we watched the whole thing. And I went, that's different. That's pretty cool. That's not bad. Is there any more? Oh, yeah, there's like six episodes right now. And that was the first six episodes. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, okay, well, we'll watch it. We watched it until like six in the morning. And I was like, holy man, this is really not that bad. It's like, yeah. And I said, when is it on? Like once a week. Oh, my God. So all of a sudden, I start coming back and forth every week. Uh, game and watch the ponies. And at the end of my year, I 
realized that, that I was unhappy because I felt that, that you know situation and the show pretty much showed me like you can do and you know I don't have to be there I mean I just come back to San Jose and stick it out so sure enough just said after that year I, I went to the boss my friend of my week's you know vacation pay and I'm out of here so I, I came back to San Jose and beat the bushes found a job and and you know became basically you know working on it I had before you know it's oh I'm gonna make this happen I'm gonna do it I'm gonna you know get off my ass and I'm gonna do it and this showed me that early on that it was only my own fault for you know being depressed and being doing all this kind of stuff and I, I can do whatever I want I just need to do it and right. here I am that's cool that's really yeah. cool yeah, the show has this weird thing where, like, I wasn't depressed when I started watching it, but I was definitely happier afterwards. Yeah, I was on the same uh, same boat. The show definitely worked me through some hard times. <laughs> I, I think it's I think the show has worked a lot of people. I mean, it's been going on for almost a decade now, and everybody has hard times over that you know time period. I think just about everybody who's a major fan of the show has had it help them in some way. I'm gonna be Applejack and be like, I didn't learn anything. I was happy. Sorry. <laughs> Pencil, we were having a moment. You know what? No, it's fine. We'll move on. Um, Dusty, what would you consider your favorite part of the fandom? There's obviously a large online community. There's a lot of artists. There's a lot of animators. Um, there's musicians, fan fiction, conventions. What would you say is your favorite part of the fandom itself? Um, I would just have to say, you know, an overarching uh, thing is the creativity. Because I came out of other fandoms. I came, I came out of sci-fi. I came out of anthropomorphics. I came out of um, a lot of fandoms before this. And, and I think the creativity of this fandom, but be it animation, be it writing, be it, uh, be it, um, just regular art, uh, music. I've never seen a fandom put out the level of, of first the quantity of, of what you would call, you know, fan interaction stuff to the quality of it. I mean, even to this day, I mean, we, we, a lot of people who were big in the beginning, Mando Pony and, mm -hmm. and a lot of other people have moved on to be professionals in the things that they did. I mean, uh, living tombstone, without doing pony music he's a now he he, he working shows makes bank right and people give him shit for leaving brony it's like no he, he became an alicorn excuse my french but it's <laughs> he became an alicorn he, he started off as a, a unicorn became what he is and he became an alicorn and moved on so yeah don't don't give it for for doing what they love and becoming better at it, and, right? Um, no whacking. No whacking is a professional. She makes bank doing professional voices and vinyl scratch all the time now, but she's she's got a career. She has a career now. She does some stuff now and then, but she's career. And a lot of people have crap beyond in their lives and, and became successful. Terrible to do. Hey. I, 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 I 
looking at stuff too. And I, I really enjoy everybody that's doing new stuff. Uh, Dusty, not to interrupt, not, not to mean to interrupt you, but uh, I don't think your mic can handle your mailing list, like a lot of people in the chat are saying. There's a bit of a lag every now and then. Uh, well, you know what? I'm thinking out of you guys. Guys are going gag. Something about gack. Gack, 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 gack. Looks yeah. like there's a disconnect between I don't your know. internet and our internet, or something like that. So. Yeah, there's sorry. Hey, what would the broadcast be without technical difficulties, guys? You should expect this by now, fans. We wouldn't exist if we didn't have technical difficulties. It's half the show. <laughs> oh, the best that we can do right now is to close out any like unnecessary tabs, and I I closed out my Steam and stuff like that, and we'll just push forward and see if it improves. Yep, I will. I will quit a bunch. Of well, I'll quit a bunch of stuff on my end. We'll edit that out. I'm so <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry. We'll edit it out. We'll we'll do it in post. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Well, I, I just closed down everything except for Discord, so we'll see what happens. We already better. noticed a wonderful difference. All right. Yeah. I... Let's jump into uh, a couple more of these. Uh, if there's one thing that you could say to the followers and fans who stuck with you from the very beginning, let's say random date 2014 what would you mm -hmm. say to them thank you thank you very much for for sticking with me through everything that's happened in this fandom or in my life um how i've moved on from doing only brony things to you know an, uh animations and voice acting and animations and doing book narrations and doing mostly bronies react now um and doing conventions thank you very much for sticking with me um that you know, you haven't basically left me because I don't do only brony stuff. Um, thank you very much for sticking by. All right. Uh, speaking. That's, that's so much better than talking trash about the haters like some people do. You're such a classy <laughs> dude. Let's see. Uh, obviously, you, you got started into this fandom doing YouTube stuff like um, mm -hmm. Stay Brony, my friends, and, and now more with uh, Bronies React. Um, but you've got a colossal 22,000 followers on YouTube. Um, right. What can people who are still subscribed, still enthusiastic about your work, expect to see more of going forward in the future? Um, to begin with, my, my YouTube channel is pretty much dead. Um, and I hate to say that, but it is. Um, I've been so busy with conventions and book narrations and guitar building and things like that. I haven't had time to do videos for my YouTube channel. And on top of that, YouTube's new algorithm basically, you know, handcuffs me. Because the last maybe 10 videos I put up got maybe six or 700 views when I have 22,000 subscribers. That makes no sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, so I can much better use my time by popping up a 10 minute Periscope video that actually goes out on Twitter than spending three or four days doing a YouTube video that maybe 500 people are going to see. Um, so you'll find a lot. I still have to get a lot of my old Stay Brony My Friend shows over onto my channel because most of them live over on the old Everfree Network channel. I'd like to have more control of them, so I need to re-upload them to my channel. So I think I might start doing one a week, maybe two a week, and... Just so people can see what we used to do back then. It's it's sort of, you know, nostalgia now. So I'll throw those up one or two a week. And then the occasional 
um, funny convention announcement uh, video that I'll put up. Um, right. I would love to do more building videos because I really like to do build stuff. Obviously, everyone sees. Um, but the last one I did didn't garner a lot of views. So I don't know what people really want out of me anymore. It's it's one of those things where YouTube really handcuffs you unless you're doing like a 10 to 15 minute video every day. Yeah. Every day. I, I follow two or three channels that do a 10 to 15 minute video a day. There is no way unless you're making that your living, that you can do that. It's impossible. It's true. Um, I can't believe that there's this one guy who's uh, Alex Steele. Look him up on YouTube. He's great. He's actually a blacksmith. He puts out a 10 to 15 minute video daily of blacksmithing for crying out loud. How do you do that? I have no idea, but wow. he's, he's, he's funny. He's engaging. The, YouTube is a platform that was made for that guy. And, but the thing is, I can't do it. I can't, put out that much material to keep YouTube happy. Not that they're paying me anyway. I've, I, my YouTube has never paid me a cent because I never monetized it ever. Right. Oh. Never monetized it. Any, and when they, when Hasbro or somebody else claims one of my videos for a parody, they get money and I get nothing. It's like, I don't care. I'm just in it for the fun. So. Right. And I think that's what YouTube's gradually moved towards, especially for the fandom is that you gotta be doing it for fun. Oh yeah, you have to be doing it because you want to, because you're not going to make a dime doing it. I mean, that that ship has sailed. That ship right. has sailed a long time ago. That's why, like Motor Trend TV, took their YouTube channel off to their own website. They used to put up a ton of stuff every day uh, that they would make money on, and all of a sudden YouTube started messing with them, and they weren't making any money. They said, "Okay, fine, we're going to take all of our stuff over to our own, our own website and make it a pay subscription service." And now they're gone, right off of YouTube. It's like, okay, YouTube, you just lost a really great channel because you're being a bunch of, uh, I can't say that word. But anyway, you're being unwise. Yes. yes. Being unwise. Well, they're a bunch of corporate pencil pushers now. I mean, geez. Well, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to be a TV station. They're trying to be a TV channel. They're trying to be NBC or CBS or ABC. And that's not what YouTube ever was or ever, ever will be. Right? What's YouTube Red? Who cares? Don't care about YouTube Red. Oh, I know. Every time they give me an ad for it, I download yeah. it. Yeah, it's like forget it. Just let YouTube be YouTube, and you you had a really great thing going. And, and if if you go back into YouTube history, I, I have a, a conspiracy theory. Drama, <gasps> <gasps> oh. guys, drama. Here we okay. go. So once they did the whole little ring the bell for subscription, so you had to subscribe to somebody and then ring the bell, mm -hmm. right? That was right around the time they brought out, hey, look at YouTube Red, right? So yeah. let's steal money from, from our, from our uh, creators by making a second step for subscribers to actually see your videos, right? So if creators can't get all those eyeballs on their videos, we don't have to pay them. Therefore, we have money for YouTube Red. <laughs> it's evil. I, I, am, I am sold. <laughs> this is now my new headcanon. This is my OTP. Yes. What? Whoa, Later, whoa, they... whoa. That's, what, what are you, whoa, you need to look up the definition of OTP. <laughs> no, there my, is... the OTP is YouTube and money. Yeah. There needs oh. to be a series now where Dusty Cat just like huddles around the campfire and gives conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know, that would make a lot of views, but I don't think that's I exactly what. I actually had, I actually had an idea for YouTube videos. Uh, called Uncle Dusty Reads. 
I had, a, I had a piece of artwork. I had a piece of artwork for it. I had everything, and all I was going to do was read fan fiction. That's what I do. <laughs> Sorry. But there were so many. There were so many people doing it already. I'm going. Why would anybody want to listen to me do it? So it's like I'm, I'm just going to move on and do other things. So it's like I was thinking about doing it, and I just never, never got off the ground. I should do one just to see if anybody would. Dusty, if you ever want to be on my show where we just read really bad fan fiction, you let would, me know. I would love to read bad, bad fan fiction. Oh my god, I can't say I, the name I, of my I, show on here. I, I can't say I will it. pull out every funny voice I got <gasps> so that I can read some bad fan fiction. Dusty, we need to do this. You guys, <laughs> so, um, you guys, for those who know what this acronym means, since I can't actually say the um, full thing, I'll just actually say it as best I can. For those interested in S- Faced S fix. Um, pay attention. I might be trying to get Dusty on there. You know, for a second there, oh, I thought boy. you said we for a second there, I thought you said they were gonna read banned fan fiction, not bad. No, bad fan fiction. We're gonna read some bad fan fiction. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's not like banned fan fiction. This is just the bad stuff. If it was banned, then we couldn't do it because it's banned. Do you know what banned and bad mean? Have you actually looked that up? Enigma doesn't look anything up because he's not. That's what I the thought, because he doesn't know what banned I, I, bad means. Yes. I love the I love the power glove. It's so banned. Oh, oh god. Okay. Oh all right. God. All right. Next all right. I'm sorry. Next next question. We're, we're okay. getting sidetracked. Oh my god. Um now now Dusty, you've obviously been around since nearly the beginning. And you've the been Sony. able to see Yeah, yeah, I'm old, okay? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> See, I purposely wrote out of this question the word "old guard" because you're not. You, okay. You, okay. You know what we call it? You know what we call me? We call me a gray muzzle. Okay. That's what we. That's what we call it in the fandoms. Gray okay. muzzle. Because the term we have. Is silver fox. Okay. I'm not a fox. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. I'm a horse. I'm a big ass freaking Clydesdale. <laughs> old, 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 horses have, old horses have gray on their muzzles. It's called gray muzzle, honey. Yeah. I like gray muzzle. Gray muzzle. Gray muzzle has this really nice feeling to it. Maybe it's gray because you were drinking milk. Oh, imply he ever drinks I, milk. Can I Sorry. hit him? Can I hit yes. him? Yes. <laughs> he deserves it. Yes. 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 We are having a moment. Ah. Do you understand? Do you understand just... now? Because I remember we were talking. Like, no question. Talking finding trash and. Dusty was like, eh. And I was like, no, he is trash. Do you understand now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let me just turn let me just turn the cheek and ask for another. Okay. Okay. All right. Interjecting. Um, <laughs> given your experience with given your experience with the fandom, obviously there's been several different Brony documentaries and things like that, so we don't have to retread old ground. But how do you think that the Brony community itself has evolved over time? Um well, at the beginning, we had like this meteoric rise, um, and it was almost too fast for its own good. Um, and then you had the peak, the peak of Pone, we call it Peak Pony, uh, probably three or four years in, right? And then you got into like season five and season six. And then you started having people move on to Rick and Morty and uh, Gumball and all these other shows. And then you had uh, some people who stayed. You had you had like the the diehards. You had the, the the Trekkies that were there between the original Trek and Next Generation that were Trekkies the entire time when you had no Trek, 
right? Mm. So you had you had bronies that that will stay forever. People that tattoo characters on their body, you know, those kind of people, like me. Um, but anyway, mm. the now you've had this huge spike and it's come down. Now you've got this level, right? And then we had the movie, and you had you've got some people back, and you've gotten some new people, and now you've got season nine, eight going on. And depending on how season eight goes and how season nine goes and how the next movie goes, um, we're probably going to be, you know, pretty level. I don't think we're going to lose a lot. I don't think we're going to gain a lot. And if we do, they're going to offset each other, you know, because people, kids who started in this, you know, watching this show when they were like in single digits are graduating high school. Right. Wow. And how many things. How many things did you change in what you liked by the time from being nine years old to 19? Right. How many things changed in your life? Way right? too many. Way too many. Right. What you, what you liked when you were nine is not exactly what you're going to like when you're 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, when I was growing up, I had Speed Racer, Kim of the White Lions, Benjamin, um, Devlin, uh, the original Looney Tunes, all that stuff, right? But as I got older, I got more into um, Akira and some of these other newer animations Ooh, and <laughs> things like that, right? And I left all this other stuff behind. Now that I'm older, I've come back to it. And I love Mock Go, Go, Go and Jungle Emperor and Science Ninja Gatchaman. And now that I've got Crunchyroll, I can watch all of my old anime and not have to go chase it down on VHSs at science fiction conventions, you know, uh, things like that. So it's, uh, it's really the golden time for otaku of my age. You know, well, you've given, Justin, you... before, before we disappear later, remind me to give you a website. It will give you all kinds of anime you've probably never even heard of, but a lot of stuff you probably know. Oh yeah, more likely. Also, you gave me you gave me this mental image of eight year old Dusty Dusty what sitting in front of the TV watching Looney Tunes, and he's eight years old and he's still got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started growing my mustache at twelve. We're gonna Whoa. talk about your mustache. Yeah. so much during this, but we should get to you the question soon. So, Priest, yeah. what's the last? All right, last but not least from the actual interview questions, um, we're going to get controversial. We're going to break some friendships. We're going to figure out what kind of person you are. Who is best pony, Dusty Cat? <gasps> oh, my God. Um, probably the one that's tattooed to my body. I, I know, ask. I know, I know. Sorry, I'll let you tell it. <laughs> I don't know. Can you figure it out? Uh, can you give us a hint? Is it a pony that matches your skin tone? She's blue. Wormberdersh? Wormberdersh. It's Wormberdersh. Wormberdersh <laughs> is the one sure. that's tattooed to my body, yes. I have rainbow dash on my shoulder, and I have a rain boom on my right peck in her, into a rainbow going into her head on my right shoulder. That's cool. I haven't seen yes. the full thing. I, I saw the shoulder one. Yes, there, so I have a rain boom on my peck, which goes into a rainbow, which goes into my right shoulder where her head is, where the original tattoo was, and still is. So, huh. But I, right now I'm planning my next tattoo, which is going to be uh, Castle Canalot on the mount on my left shoulder. Oh, I, wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if, if Hasbro came out of the woodwork and gave you a cease and desist on these tattoos. Nope. Do not. No. Hasbro, nope. Hasbro hasn't really attacked you, and that's good. Nope. Hasbro's never attacked me. And that's very nice of them. But I, that, the thing about 
thing about Hasbro and me is that I've always shown Hasbro respect. It's their IP. It's their property. Don't ever, you know, show it in a bad light. Don't ever, you know, overuse their property on your show, you know, because they can come after you. Um, know what uh, fair use is and use it correctly. Um, and be nice. Okay. And that's basically it. If you don't want Hasbro to come down on you as, as, a, as, a, as a corporation and do what they have to do to protect their IP, then play within the rules. Okay. As long as you play within the rules, then they will leave you alone. Be Hasbro as a company has shown huge restraint, huge restraint to us as a fandom. They could have come in and said, you know what, we're done with this and nothing will go on YouTube and nothing will this and nothing will that, sort of like Nintendo did uh, back in the early days or, or, or game players got their stuff squashed. Um, they could come in and, and strip everything out of YouTube if they wanted to, everything. But they don't because they know for a fact that the fandom has given My Little Pony more legs than it ever ever had the right to have, okay? it's it. My Little Pony as a show should have been done in three seasons, done and gone. Now we're almost into season nine, right? True. Hasbro, Hasbro knows what a golden goose looks like, and they don't want to kill it. They don't. Okay. Nope. Every one of their every one of their their uh, stockholder calls says, "Well, My Little Pony is seventy percent of our girl sales. There's no way they're going to kill off that kind of money. None." All right. So let's jump. It is time. Let's jump into those questions out in the thread. We're going to start with the first set of questions. What is it like being a part of Bronies React? Um, it's amazing. It's, it's a really great, fun time. Um, the thing that AC does with me is because I've been on it for so long and I was there at the start. He says, okay, we're doing this one. Go. Do what you're going to do. And it's like, okay. So I come up with, he doesn't tell me what to do. He doesn't, he doesn't censor me. It's like, whatever I send in, he plays. That's like, like the, when I did um, Octavia, right. When I did right. the Octavia cosplay mm -hmm. and I, I was, I was like doing this thing with the, the cello. <laughs> I, I did that whole thing expecting him to cut maybe 20 seconds of it. No, he played the whole dang thing. <laughs> I was like, dude, cut away. Cut. No, cut. Ah, he played the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, dang it. I was like, oh man, yeah. So it was, it was that whole thing, it, and it gives me Bronies Rat gives me the freedom to be a chucklehead. I can get away with anything. I can do whatever I want. I can, you know, dress up like a Viking and sharpen a shovel. I can, I can dress up like Octavia and play a cello. I can jump my dirt bike over a shark. You know, I can do anything I really can come up with. It's, it's basically only limited by my imagination and time. That's right. I forgot. You're really big on Vikings. That video, the last one. Yeah, because I, I was in the SCA for 12 years, and my, my persona in the SCA was 9th century Norse. I know a lot about the Norse, and I have all the costumes. I have a Viking axe, and I can throw it, and I can you stick know, it in the things. See, seeing, seeing as you already have a musical instrument, could you play me Ragnar the Red? I can't. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Oh, our next set work. of oh, oh, working wow. on the blues. I'm sorry. Ooh. Get a little uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan in there. It'll be awesome. All right. Now we got questions from Tony Montana, who Tony. is going to get controversial. 
does pineapple go on pizza? Of course it does. Yeah. No. Uh, no. I hey, 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 hey. Did you work seven years in a seafood restaurant? Ooh. I did. I was uh, I was a line cook. I was a prep cook. I worked with my I worked with uh, my direct chef directly for years. I worked in restaurants. I can cook. Pineapple definitely deserves to be on pizza, especially with ham, because the sweetness of the pineapple actually works with the spices that are usually in the tomato sauce and with the juiciness of the ham. So a ham and pineapple pizza is actually very awesome. <sighs> Every right. time you play that, Dusty, I just get reminded how hot it is over here. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, does milk belong in a bag? Hell yeah. Oh, man. Canadians <laughs> uh, <laughs> are so happy with you right now. I, I, grew, up, I grew up in Michigan. Close no. enough that if you walked out of the house I grew up in, to the center of my street, out of the front door, just faced left, at the end of my street, you saw the river that was between Michigan and Canada. Ooh. And do you think bagged milk is acceptable? Bagged milk is awesome. We can't okay. be friends anymore. You know, if you <laughs> slow down the frame, you can see the moment Pencil's heart breaks in two. I'm sorry, but bagged milk is great. We had, they actually imported bagged milk into Michigan for a couple of years, and that's all we had for, you know, because it was actually cheaper than buying the, the, the milk in a plastic jug. Wait, I can accept one thing. What? When you got the bagged milk, yes. did you pour it into a container then to pour, or did you put No, it actually, no, because they actually had a plastic pitcher that was oh, made no. specifically to hold the bag of milk. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. And they, and they were awesome. No. This is like finding out your hero hates the stuff that you love and loves the stuff you hate. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go to something more universal. Um, how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium. Okay. Acceptable. Medium, uh, medium rare to medium. If you start getting over medium well, you're, you've, you've, killed, you've wrecked it. Basically. Thank you. Yeah. If there isn't a little bit of red juice in there, you're basically done. Okay, we, we can at least, like, be acquaintances now, then, because that's, that's true. That's true. And then you just pour some bag milk over the steak. I'm and next, and next, oh my gosh, you guys, I never should have shown you that food gore. What do you think of Spike, Dusty Cat? What do I think of Spike? Spike's awesome. Spike, Spike is the, ah, how can I put it? Oh my god. Spike is the ray of reality in a show of pastel horses. So, so his parents because, because he he will he will bring the ponies back from the edge of the cliff that they go off into some sort of you know especially in the last episode where you know Twilight is losing her brain and he just looks at her like he rolls his eyes and like really and 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 she won't listen to him but he you everybody who's watching it knows that Spike is right it's like. And at the end, Spike was right. So it's like he's, he's that little shine of reality in, in a show of pastel ponies. I love him. I love the way Kathy, I love the way Kathy Westwood plays him. Because he can be snarky without being really snarky. You know, it's like, it, it's sort of like, 
he's sort of like that that really snarky little brother, you know. And and, and as the years have gone on, Twilight Sparkle and and Spike have become sister and brother. You know, that's pretty much their dichotomy, and and it's really fun to watch them interact now. You know, back, basically during the beginning, it was always Spike was always looking up to her and always looking up to her. And now that now that he's seen her bullpucky for like a couple of years. He, he knows for a fact, princess or no, she can be an idiot. It's true. <laughs> you guys hear that? I think that's the sound of a friendship dying. Pencil. <laughs> what? You like you? What? You hate Spike? Oh, hate she Spike? hates him with a passion. Do you remember passion. that thing? Do you remember that thing he said about him, like pulling back from the cliff? I'd rather. Yeah, Pencil oh. would Pencil would push him over the cliff. But nothing against Kathy. I can agree wholeheartedly that Kathy's an awesome person. Period. End. Dark. So. All right. Fact. Okay. Next. I can't wait. I, you know, I can't wait till later in the season. We'll, we'll later in. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. okay. Next question is, uh, Dusty, is there anything in the fandom that makes you just kind of cock your eyebrow and say, you know what, man, do your thing? Um. Yeah, there's a number of things that happen in this fandom that make me go the hell. Um, <laughs> but that's my opinion. Right. Okay. As long as somebody is not doing anything illegal, mm-hmm. is not doing anything to harm another person, um, there, there's a saying in, in Wicca, do un- and harm none, do as you will. So if you're not harming yourself, you're not harming society as a whole. You're not harming anybody else by what you do. More power to you. So most, as, lo- yeah. as long as what you're doing doesn't hurt anybody, hurt the fandom, hurt kids, hurt you know your family, whatever, go ahead and do what you want to do. Um, there are some things out there that are hurting the fandom. There are some things out there that are hurting other people. I don't akin to any of that. Whether you think it's a joke or not, it's just not right. And people know this about me. Um, people know that that's the way I feel. And we'll just leave it at that. Extremely well put. I'm really, yes. it's good to hear someone say, you know, hey man, as long as they're happy and everyone's safe and good, you do you. All right. The next question is what would be your guilty pleasure of songs, video, art in the fandom? What's your guilty pleasure that you just keep coming back to? <laughs> fan fiction. Oh, <laughs> I, wait. I, I, re- I read fan fiction like it's a fire hose. Oh, and no, it, don't tell us that. I do. I, I, do. I, I, I read a, a bajillion fan fictions right now. Dusty, you know I, we I read all write fan fiction. Yeah, we're all I, we're, I we're probably read. I've probably read some of the things that you've, you've written. Because oh, I, God, I, I hope not. I, I hope read, not. I read a bunch of fan fiction. Um, and I, Enigma, you may not ask if he's read yours because he's rated I'm not M and gonna. This is not I'm a rated not, M podcast. I know. I wasn't gonna bring that up. I didn't trust him. <laughs> so that that's oh. my guilty pleasures. I, I will get out before I go to bed at night. I will. I've got like, geez, and ten or eleven fan fictions favored at any one time on fan fiction, and they all update. So I'll read all my updates before I go to bed. That's and then, awesome. And then I'll read, you know, updates in the morning if anything updates overnight. 
and then I'll go do my day and I come back. And before I go to bed, I read my, my fan fiction and I go to bed. So basically that's my guilty pleasures. I read fan fiction. That feel when Dusty Cat has probably read your fan fiction and you terrifying. Anyway, freeze, next question. Well, the next question actually comes from someone you may recognize then, Dusty. This is Short Scripts and Explosions, the writer of Background Pony. Okay. Uh, he asks, what doth life? What doth life? Yes. What <sighs> is life to you? Hmm. To see your enemy driven before you and to hit a lamination. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't be the first one to have that answer. Yeah, but I'm probably Thanks. the only one. Who, I'm probably the only one who's actually watched that movie theater when it came out. Oh, touche. Um, okay. Next question comes from Rundown Jet, uh, who starts by asking, you know, what's your favorite meal, food, or snack that is really unhealthy but just so good? Oh God. Okay. Everybody knows I, I grew up in the Michigan area. I grew up near Detroit. So, yeah. Michigan Coney Dogs. <sighs> Coney Island. Okay. We can be friends again. When, we can be when friends I go again. back, <laughs> when I go back to Michigan, it's National Coney Island or any of the major Coney Islands in the Detroit area. And I'm normally, it's like at least one meal a day. And then the other meal a day is usually White Castle. <gasps> oh. oh, that's right. You have White Castle there. Yes, we do. And once the White Castle went in in Las Vegas, I and I had to make sure oh. that they were they were up the snuff, right? I had to make sure that they were the same as the East Coast, and they were they were pretty damn good. Are so, you gonna hit? Are you gonna hit a White Castle when you got to Vegas? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to. to yeah, duh, of course I am. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, um, White Castle is my second favorite um, because I have I have a bit of a story about White Castles. If you Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Hit us. So back in the day, I was actually bodyguard ranch hand for our science fiction writing team, Mercedes Lackey and Larry Dixon. And they lived in Claremore, Oklahoma. And I had uh, an artist friend of mine who lived in Springfield, Missouri, which is about an hour and a half away back east. Um, right. And he just, I would go there every now and then and we'd do some artistic something or other to mess with each other or whatever. And so he called me up one Friday and said, hey, I've got a hankering for White Castle. I said, you know what? So do I. I'll pick you up in an hour. So sure <laughs> enough, I, I jumped in the truck, drove an hour to pick him up in Springfield, and then drove five hours to St. Louis, which was the closest White Castle, across to Missouri. And we got there at like four in the morning. So we sleep in the truck till they get up. They open. We immediately both go in. We're the first people in line. We said we both want sacks of 50 cheeseburgers six fries, and two large drinks. Okay. And it took them an hour to get it done. So we got it. We got back mm -hmm. in the truck, and we drove back five hours, eating White Castles and chuckling at each other that we did this. Got back to his place and basically crashed for like 10 hours, and then I had to be back to work the next day. So, so basically we said, oh, White Castle run. Drive across Missouri to go get White Castle. Literally, awesome. literally, Dusty and Dusty and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> without the, without the drugs. Yes, I, I, well, I mean, come on. Let's let's all acknowledge White Castle is kind of crack in and of itself. It, it is. It is the good fresh White Castle is crack. Trust me. Yes. 
Okay, not the frozen shit. No, 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 no. What's no, no, wrong no. with me? Not that the frozen stuff. Why did you even bring that up? Because it doesn't exist. I. That's the only thing I can get out here, and you know it. It doesn't exist. Oh my god. That's why we go to In and Out. It never this happened. Is why, this is why we go to In and Out. It's, it's sort of like Highlander Two. It didn't happen. <laughs> We're friends again. We're friends again. We're good. We're friends again. Okay, we can move on. Highlander Two, Electric Boogaloo. Next question. Next question is, Dusty, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you are willing to admit? Oh, yeah. Um, let me think about that a second. Um, I, I would have to say that I, I have an unnatural um, fear of the Pacific Ocean. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Well, well, a long time ago in a, in a fandom far, far away, um, me and a bunch of people at a convention down in the sandy i know it was in the la area we went to a beach just because i'd never been to a beach in in california ever at that time so we go in swimming and i had no idea what an undertow was no <gasps> oh. um so me and a friend got caught in an undertow and we got we're like 300 yards from shore and i'm dead i can't swim i can swim but because I, I grew up in michigan but i'm dead tired and my buddy can't he's he's going under and I've got him under my arm and I'm trying to keep his head up and I'm swimming with one arm as hard as I can to get back to shore. And a boogie boarder finally found us and grabbed my buddy and says, go, go, go. So I let my buddy go and I swim back to shore and I barely made it in. And I'm on the shore basically dying, you know, just basically as hard as I'd worked to get back to shore to survive. And for years, I couldn't go into the Pacific Ocean. You have every right to be scared of the freaking Pacific Ocean. I couldn't go this, in the ocean. And then, the, then seven years later, I had a friend of mine, um, in that a new friend of mine in that fandom, who was in the Navy. And I and we were going to go to the beach. And I said, I'm not going in the water. He says, why? And I told him that story. He says, no, 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 wait. I'm, I'm a great swimmer. You'll be with me. We'll go, we'll go wave crashing. And I'm going to be there for you. Don't worry about it. I said, okay, cool. So, and sure enough, you know, no undertow, no nothing. We had a great time. And he, he wasn't worth, he wasn't more than five feet from me the entire time. And it sort of, you know, has gone away a bit, right? And now I can go to Santa Cruz and I can, I can go in the, in the water without, you know, freaking out. Uh, but yeah, I had, uh, for years, I had an unnatural um, uh, fear of the Pacific Ocean. You know, your story sounds like one of those Greek epics of a man fighting the ocean. It, it, you know, when you were in the middle of it and trying, trying not to die, yeah. <laughs> that's not an irrational fear. That's a totally rational fear. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we got, whoa, that's, that's some real. Is there some not real questions later so we can, like, Yes. Geez. We'll jump. We'll, we'll do five, then four. Uh, the yeah. next question is, what is your theme song for your manliest life? Oh, God. Um, uh, Ace of Spades. <laughs> oh, I can play that song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, actually, most, most people know that I'm a hair metal freak, so almost anything from the hair metal era. Nice. That isn't a ballad. I was saying, what about <laughs> Love Bites from Def Leppard? Uh, oh God, I hate that song. There are so much, there are so many better songs on that album. Stop playing that song. But Dusty hey, loves bites and it bleeds. It's bringing me to my knee. But, but you know what? <laughs> K Fox plays that stupid song six times a damn day. I, I can't, do. I cannot 
listen to that song. There are so many better songs on that album. That's sort, it's sort of like, that's sort of like um, there are so many better songs that ACDC do, but they play the same four songs. Come yes, on. thank you. Thank you. At least no, no. add Thunderstruck a little no, bit. No, no. 98.5 plays Thunderstruck all the friggin' time. Are you kidding? They, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. How but dare they all... ruin that song? But, 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 Dusty and I can agree on one thing. I should hope this is my crossing of the fingers. Yes. 98.5 can stay because that's the Sharks radio now. That's the only reason they can stay. Yeah, all right. I, I hate I hate I hate terrestrial radio in the Bay Area because they do not have a new new rock music station. They don't. They, they so you're not listening. Now they don't. They don't. And and all your you've got two classic rock stations for no reason whatsoever. One plays the same thing over and over again. The other one throws in more a little bit hard rock, but that's it. But they don't play any of the really good stuff. Um, and now you've got, I mean, I've actually gone to 91.1, which is the jazz station. I've been listening to the I jazz station say. a lot. And yeah, you, so I'm, I'm assuming you forsaked 105.3 at some point. Yeah, yeah I, that's I'll, what it, I, I've I'll listen, forsaked them as well. I will listen to 105.3 when I'm feeling really 80. I mean, but they'll play enough Madonna to choke a horse. So <laughs> not anymore, they're doing alt. 105.3 is doing alt now. What? They changed? Yeah, I haven't listened to them in a while. Well, but I'm thinking 103 then. Um, I'm gonna 105.3 does, uh, but they're through iHeartRadio. Yeah, it's an iHeartRadio station. Yeah, now. yeah. But 103 plays 80. Yes. And of course, everyone's Sorry. going. You're talking about Bay Area radio stations. We have no idea about. Get on with it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so number four, we have that. What is that one annoying habit? Clearly, it's talking about uh, radio stations, huh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my one annoying habit? Yeah. Oh, um, my one annoying habit is that when I get into a project in the garage or I'm working on something, I will forget to do anything. I will forget to eat. I will forget to drink. I will forget to sleep. I will forget to anything. I will, when I'm working on a book narration, I won't do, I won't, if I'm not, if I don't eat my lunch or anything beforehand, I will work seven to nine straight hours without doing anything but. That's the same way when I'm working on a guitar, or I'm working on a bike, or I'm working on anything. It's like I completely for close off the world, and that's what I'm working on. I am razor focused on what I'm working on at that moment. That's crazy. And I, I thought that, yeah, I thought I was I the only person that did that. That's no, 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 no. no. I, that's that's how I live my life when I'm building something. I'm razor focused on something wow. all the time. Cool. All right. Unlike me when I'm drawing. I, you know what? When I used to draw, and I did, I did have stuff in comic books in the mid '90s. Um, I used to put, I used to have a five CD exchanger on my stereo, and I would put in uh, the greatest hits of Billy Joel, which was a two CD set, fifty songs, and the best of Jim Croce, which was a three D CD set of like seventy songs. And nice. that's I, I put on my headphones and I would draw. And it would just go round and round and round, pick songs. And, and, and it was almost like the RCA dog. I couldn't draw unless I wasn't listening to Jim Croce. <laughs> I just couldn't do it because I, I trained myself to do only draw when I was listening to certain types of music. It was, it was crazy. All right. Let's see. The next question, we're going out to Hawthorne Bunny now, um, oh. who has a question that has the opportunity for us to turn on the waterworks. So deep breaths, everyone. Um, Dusty, what is your favorite charity auction moment? Of oh. all the charity auctions you've done, what has been your favorite moment that just sticks with you and you think, this is why I do this? Um, 
thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, there was one charity auction moment where somebody had had created something. That I can't remember exactly what it was. Time and effort and soul into making something. You put it up in the charity auction and really didn't want to. He wanted to keep it, but he put in two something back and forth for it. And it, I mean, and the person immediately went and bought it, went it back to him. And he hid down crying that he got it. And, I think I remember you telling me about this. Just a number of years ago. It was a nice thing for somebody else. That person didn't have the do it. Um, and it's, it's happened a number of times, but I think that one was to keep it, but he knew that charity, right? And that person saw that and bought it for him. And um, it was one of the first ones that ever happened in one of my auctions. It was a very moving scene. Wow. That's a really heartwarming story. I, sadly, I don't think we got all of it because of yeah. some more internet cutting out. Um, you uh, opened ah! up your tabs again? I know. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done anything. I blame Bay Area was, Internet. I blame Bay Area Internet. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, well, well there's a voice connected. You guys still hearing me? Well, oh, you're, 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 you're cutting in and out. It, it comes and goes settle out for a while well you are doing the same thing over there so oh, oh. There goes. so i think it's just those two then while the rest of well, us no. are fine. i told you it's well, bay internet it's, it's him and yeah, me yeah it's sort of weird but anyway as i was saying some kid bought a piece back for a kid who built it and gave it to a charity auction didn't want to give it up so yes. he gave it and he gave it back to the kid and it was a very moving scene because the, the kid put his heart and soul into building that thing and 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 to get it back it, you knew it, it really meant something to him so Oh, Charity well. auctions are amazing. Um, I the broadcast donated first time. Yeah. Um, I, it was a bunch of comic books, and also I donated thing I'd drawn, and it was like I got in there and everything was good, and I was like, this is really awful. And somebody bought it for twenty five dollars, and I was so proud. Like <laughs> it was dumb, but I was really touched. I really, I really love doing the charity auctions. Okay, it just cut out. Yeah, you can tell yeah, them. You can tell when it happens. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, this thing goes red right here, so I don't know what's going yeah. on with Discord right now. Hmm. One, right. And I get to I get to entertain, so I get to get up in front of people and, and entertain them uh, and make them have a good time, and then I get to help the charity that that. that uh, is he permadeath now? Um, I don't know. Dusty.exe has crashed. Oh no! Uh, yeah. it, it disconnected. The, it just completely disconnected that. If it helps, mine disconnected Weird. for a hot minute too. I actually think this is Bay Area Internet doing a thing. It's gotta be. I don't know. But it, <laughs> curse you, Comcast! Quick, 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 qu
Yes. <laughs> All, right. All right. What's the, what's the next question so we can give it a shot? <laughs> um, who or what inspired you to begin your journey into manliness? Um, basically, my dad, you think I'm manly. My dad spent 35 years in a Ford motor plant. He oh, played, he played men's fast pitch softball. He raced dirt 60s. He raced uh, go-karts in the uh, snowmobiles. Anything we could get our hands on, he raced or did something with. Rebuild a motor. He taught me how to work on my first car. Um, he taught me how to be how to ride motorcycles. He you know, taught me how to stand up for what is what when we were kids. He had his 70s. He was a bit, he had, and I most men did it in the 70s. And he, he had his issues, but he was always there for me. I mean, I, I have one story about my dad. Um, my see, uh, we were the first, my dad had played football for the same school that we had gone to. And it was the first time that our school had ever gone to the state playoffs. And the third game, which was a semifinal, we were going to play an outdoor Astro, right? And we didn't have AstroTurf shoes. We didn't know what the hell we were going to wear. So my dad left work, went and bought AstroTurf cleats for both me and brought them to school and had a couple of different sizes with it just to make guys. I know you need these, you know, it's, it was for one freaking game and we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, it, this was the mid eighties and we had like five people in my family and he went out of his way to find the money for, for just purple shoes for one. For it was so important to, to me and my brother. And it was, you know, that's the kind of going out of his way he would do all, all the time. And I think it's really rubbed off on me. And, uh, you know, I would do most anything for any of my friends that I could. You know, within my within my power. Hmm. That's so awesome. You know um, when you. Um, can I say something? Go for it. Um, just just to to summarize one simple thing. What you're saying is that manliness is not necessarily emotional attachment because what you explained with your father and with um, people close to you, it's being there for someone is so much more important than some sort of facade where you have to be macho. Uh, true. Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion that being, being manly is sort of a, a, just the whole phrase, right? Being manly, right? It's come to mean something different over time. Um, to me, being manly is just being a stand-up person, right? Oh yeah. Being, being true to your word, not lying to people. You know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Um, pay your bills on time. Don't overextend yourself. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, do it. Um, if you can help somebody, help them. Um, don't be standoffish. You know, don't be, be be appreciative of everything that someone's done for you. They don't have to. 
they don't have to do that for you. If somebody does something for you, thank them, you know, um, all that stuff. It, it's, it, it's being manly is more about how you live your life than, you know, being buff or being, you know, having an awesome mustache or, or whatever you want to call it. Right. It's just basically doing. Can I summarize? To do yet still being stand up about it. Can I summarize it for you? I've done a lot. Sure. Go ahead. Whatever. Um, a good way to describe it is be the person you wish people saw you for being an example. Yes. You know, when we first when we, when we first went to the topic of your father, I thought what I thought you were going to say was, you think I'm manly? My father spent 35 years fighting Skeletor for Edenia. <laughs> oh my God! God. So um, this is the time we move on before I punch the face. It's I've about got, integrity, not anything. I've got, right. I've got a great story about that. Back in the no, well, cartoons. Oh. Back <laughs> in the 70s, there was a cartoon called Thundar the Barbarian. Thunder the Bar Okay, no, I know it. Okay. <laughs> that was the only cartoon my dad would get up and watch. When, when that cartoon was on, when that cartoon was on, my dad would get up on Saturday morning and he'd watch it with us. Because he loved that show. Wonder! Oh, sorry, I, yes. uh, I, have, I have memories. Ariel, Ookla, ride! <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that show. But, but my dad loved that show. He would get up on Saturday mornings and we'd watch that show and then we'd go do something, right? We'd work on a bike or we'd, you know, cut the grass or whatever. But yeah, he would get up on Saturdays to watch that with us. All right. So please, See, um, before, before I do anything, should we finish out Hawthorne Bunny's questions? And then, yeah, uh, I'm gonna then I'll try to, usual. I'm going to try and rip through some of these here. Um, Yay! I, I think these are, are pretty easy, simple, yes, no questions, kind of. Um, number three is that there's a scene in the episode Pinky Apple Pie that featured a cat made of dust, which some fans believe yep. to be a show shouting out to you specifically. Uh, what do you think? Was that ever officially confirmed? Um, I know, but I can't say. <gasps> um, okay. So, what, no, are we, are we hitting spy levels of I can neither confirm nor deny that statement? Correct. Yes, okay. I, yes, good. All right, that's it, moving on. No worth, there's no sense dwelling on it. Number four, a furious Octavia shows up at your door, Dusty, demanding to know why you were impersonating her. How will you placate the angry musician? Um, well, the first thing I would do is I would say, hey, could you critique my playing? <laughs> <laughs> what a boy. That's, that's flattering for musicians, and you know that. <laughs> I, I do know that. that. You, you know, she, she is an earth pony. She, she, she could probably lift more than you. Uh, you're probably right. Next question. Um, next, what is your favorite natural phenomena or feature, like uh, the Aurora Borealis or... Not um, Shasta. Oh, um, Mount Fuji. Now that Ooh. I've seen it in person, Mount Fuji. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. All right. 
And that's all of Hawthorne Bunny's questions. All Pencil, right. are you ready for the charity shout out? Yep, 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 we'll do the charity shout out. Let me have my wine. Um, I was thinking of two options today. I was actually originally considering doing something operatic, working my op actual opera voice, but it is May 4th, so I could do something Star Wars oriented. I'm gonna have my sip of wine and decide, yeah. Okay, hey Alex, since I know you're there, would you please post the link to our Patreon so I can do this without having to worry about that? Thanks, kid. All right. I think I'll, I, um, everybody knows it's May 4th, so I, I won't do Star Wars today, even though it's, I, I've acknowledged it. <clears throat> Thank you, Alex. If you wish to donate to the podcast, be assured we will not use the money for ills. Instead, we donate to the Red Wings for sanctuary, and they use the money to help rescue horses. Thank you for your kind donations. We will never use them for boots. You are all generous, and we appreciate it, even though we are just here to shoot. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't sing it in uh, Duel of the Fates. I didn't sing it in what? Duel of the Fates. Wow. I can't say Duel of the Fates. Gee. I would just smack you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, also part of the thing, if you want to check us out at HRPC, be sure to buy your tickets soon because they're going to sell out soon and use the code FARCASTHRPC Isn't it, to get 10% off of what? It's, it's FARCASTHRPC, not HRPC BARCAST? Which is it? I'm pretty sure it's HRPC. I trust you. Uh, at checkout to get 10% off. Anyway, moving on. Back to the Back. Oh, we're back. Okay. Yeah. Latreus now has questions for you, Dusty. Um, what do you think of bat ponies? I love bat ponies. I wish Woo! they would. I wish they would actually have an entire storyline about where they came from, where they live. I think the the fictions on bat. Um, I think and that people have come up with that you know bat ponies were. When Luna was a, and then went off into the dark corners of Equestria to wait for her return, are now coming back, are now her guard because now they're back into society, out of out of the woodwork, and I think that should be canon. I think they should really do a story about how the bat ponies were always there, that maybe even Celestia was taking care of them, waiting for her sister to come home. You know, all of that stuff. I think that would be wonderful canon if they would just do it. But yeah. Just... It's it's my head canon. Scootaloo's ants finally coming in the canon. Only cool. in book form. In book form. In book form. But until it's actually in the show itself, it's sort of like pseudo-canon. In that the stuff... The comic, of course, the show... The show... Actually... All right, uh, we're gonna move down a little bit. Um, let's see. Uh, we're going down to a question from Dustchu, who asks, "How many cars can you bench press?" 
Um, I've actually bench pressed my 71 Volkswagen Beetle when we, had to get the, when we had to get the engine out of it. So basically, there was no engine in it at the time. Um, oh. Actually, no, the, here's the way I was at college and I had a 71 Super Beetle and it spit out a spark plug. So basically, it took all the threads out of spark plug hole. And the only way to fix engine out of it. So we towed that thing four hours from where I was going to college back home and one weekend and we pulled the engine out of it, which was basically four bolts, two electrical connections and the throttle cable. And we couldn't get the engine out of the car because the bumper was in the way and the, and the, the tray was in the way. So me and my dad deadlifted the car high enough that my little brother could yank the motor out from under it. That's awesome. Uh, we're going now to a question from Hellblazer, who asks, what would you say is your best or worst experience at a convention, your choice? Oh, um, I would say best um, would be, I think, the Secaucus, New Jersey BronyCon. Um, because I'm just, most people barely know who I am at the time. Right. Uh, I was, I was just getting into my, my career. I was just doing stay burning my friends. I was into it. And all of a sudden these two little kids come screaming across the freaking hall, yelling my name, dusty cat. They come up and they grab each, each one grabs my leg. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm looking around for parents. It's like, Oh my God, what the hell is going on? Right. And sure enough, here comes mom. Dad's got the video camera and he's showing me, you know, videotaping the whole thing. I get down, I give him hugs and, and how do you know me, blah, blah, blah. And as a family, all of them watched my show every week. Huh. And they loved yeah. me. And I was like, oh my God. You know, I was like, are you kidding me? And it, it was that moment that I realized that I have to do this right. I have to be stand up. I have to you know, make sure that I'm putting 100% effort in everything I do because kids are watching, mm. you know, and I have to be that stand-up person for the kids, and, and I want to be that stand-up person for the kids. So, and, so are you, a, like, an honorary family member of that family now? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I haven't heard from them since, but I signed autographs for them, and off they went. It was it's just one of those things where you always have like at least at one one can one time at a convention you'll have that that moment right when someone comes up to you that hasn't met you before and is a, a huge fan it happened yeah. to me at babscon one year I'm, I'm sitting against the wall in the main hall watching something on the on the screens and this guy comes up with his girlfriend and he's he's behind her with her shoulder his shoulders in his arms and he puts her straight in front of me and she's shaking and I'm going, hi. And she's like, she couldn't get the gumption to come up and meet me. So he basically mm -hmm. brought her over and put her in front of me. Oh. And she's shaking. And I'm going, hi. Well, that's great to meet you. I was like, it's fine. It's great. Here, I give you a hug. And I put a hug, I put a hug here and she's shaking. Right. And I'm like, it's fine. Oh. It's cool. I'm just a guy. Everything is cool. It's nice to meet you. What's your name? And I had a nice conversation with her and calmed her down. But it was like, stuff like that happens. And it's true. It's, it's really weird sometimes. It's like, I'm just a guy who does things that people like. That's it. I mean, it's it. I couldn't even imagine being, you know, Dwayne Johnson or any of these guys that have to put up with all of this stuff all of the time. They can't even go out and get their own food, you know? <laughs> right. All right. 
then let's go to Sunbro for life. And I know I'm doing just one per, but if we get one per person, but if we get extra time, we'll go back and sort through some of the ones that we skipped over. Uh, next question is, what is your favorite video game? Oh. Um. <sighs> God. I'm old. So basically, you have to remember, I started off with video games on a VIC-20. Or a, or a TRS-80, you know, with five and a quarter floppy drives and things like that. I mean, tape deck, you know. Some of the old, um, like, uh, choose-your-own-adventure stuff was really wonderful, though. Are you still with us, Dusty? Did he crash again? I think his internet ate itself. Oh no. Play me off, Johnny. <laughs> um, we'll put a little ping for him and just make sure that everything is kosher. I feel offended. No, I'm kidding. Good. Okay. Well, in the meantime, da 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 da. <laughs> hey, Alex. While we're here, and there's technical technical difficulties, because what would we be without technical difficulties? We're sorry that we're only going to go through one question first if we can, but the fact of the matter is we're having technical difficulties. It's been a hard week, and we're going to do that. If you're going to whine about that, I'm just going to tell you you're awful. So my apologies. We can do this we can. We're going to choose whatever question you've asked that we think is best for our guests. Um, again, my apologies, but it's what we got to do right now. Okay, I'm back. I guess. Uh, Yay! Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why it did that, but it, okay, I don't know what you, you caught, but I, uh, most of it is Ratchet and Clank style games that I like, um, and then open world stuff. So. Cool. All right. The next question is a personal question from Super Trampoline, who apparently got the chance to meet you at Equestria LA and gave uh -huh. you a flyer for his room party, uh -huh. uh, and was curious. Um, why you didn't go to his party? <laughs> well, actually, that wasn't a that wasn't a room party. It was a house party away from the hotel. Whoa! Oh, okay, and that's weird. Yeah. So, um, I said I might if I could get a ride and find out where it was, and it just happened to be too far away for to be comfortable for me to go. Um, hey. So I would, uh, because I had to leave the next morning on a flight fairly early, so I was uh, not uh, comfortable with going that far away from the, uh, the hotel at the time. Hey, totally understand. There's no judgment from here. Super Trampoline's a nice guy, but I can totally understand the circumstances. Uh, Dash Loon now has the next question. Real simple. If you could, would you? It depends on what it was I was doing. But, but, but if it was, as I said, and harm done, do as you will, I probably would. Ooh. Okay. Now we're going to RK Striker JK5, who asks, have you done any fan-related content for non-MLP franchises? Um, I've done fan content that wasn't for a franchise. Because basically Ooh. back when I was in the back when I was in the anthropomorphic fandom, um, I was a troop performer for a group called Furry Night Live, which was basically Saturday Night Live skits done on stages, you know, live. 
Um, so basically we did stuff at different anthropomorphic conventions. Um, we also made a movie um, at one time that I helped write, which was a samurai, a really, really bad samurai movie, which was done in fursuits, which was really funny. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you watch it, it is hilarious in how bad it is and, and how much time we actually spent making it and how horrible it is um, now, 10 years later after we made it, um, looking at it. But yeah, I've done a lot of different types of creative things in fandoms. Um, just they weren't for a specific IP. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's see. The next question is from Midnight Chaos, who politely asked if you could answer the next question from Alex underscore in the most heavy Russian accent you can muster. What? <laughs> so what's the question? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Alex underscore's question is... Wait, you wait, say... wait, 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 wait. Can I, can I ask him? Yes, go for it. Thank you. You say your manliest brony, but how big exactly would you say your manhood is? Oh, my manhood is larger, larger, I say, than all of Siberia put together. Oh. All of it. Oh. All of those road of bones. My manhood is so large. I feel like it is with a larger than the length of the road of bones. I feel like you two are the Jaeger pilots for Chernobyl Alpha. Comrade, <laughs> I must say, your manhood impresses me. Oh, my manhood impresses everybody. <laughs> After back this, we're going to have... Back when it was the USSR, it was the USSR M for my manhood. You, 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 <laughs> you was a good man, comrade. You was a good man. We should go back to speaking with the American pig accent. Only, only if we can have some bleed. Are they actual yes, spies in this, this is the one da, time they're... Da, da. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like uh, appreciate you letting me do that phrase. Of course. I, After this, we're going to have to share the machine video. I'm going to have to... No, there is, there's a comment in the chat, and I can't say it out loud because I'm not sure it is appropriate, but I will share it behind the counter so everyone can see it. Please continue. All right. The next question is from Tin Man. Um, who asked, what is your opinion on the new changeling style versus the old changeling style? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I really digged the old changeling style. I really did. Um, I loved their aesthetics. I loved the way they looked. Um, I loved what Andy Price does with them in the comic books. Um, the new changelings haven't had enough screen time to actually uh make too much of a uh a, a difference to me right? right i mean they're there and they're supposed to be happy and change i mean they're there's a whole race trying to come up with some new way of actually living so they're going to have their stumbles and their bumbles um but i'm really uh the jury's out just yet on the new change links um, no. I, the jury's out yet um, I, what I'm thinking is like, where the heck is go what's going on with the school? We're six or seven episodes into this. And all the only episodes we have about the school are the first two with occasional oh. mentions that the girls are supposed to be, you know, teaching every now and then. And it's like, okay, what's going on with the school? What's going on with the original, the, the new student six? What's going on? What's, what the heck? You know, you set this whole thing with the school and then you've very much ignored it for a quarter of the season. What the heck? I think they just dumped it on Cheerilee. 
Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Well, it's it's. I actually put something out in the Bronies React that's coming out uh, about you know what we did on the on the premiere, and my oh. my big thing is okay, you've got to run a farm, run Sugar Cube Corner, run three boutiques, run an animal sanctuary, be the princess of friendship, which is all that princessly things, and teach at a school. What? <laughs> How does that work? They're, they're not going to have any social lives anymore. At all. There's no social life left. You're either working on the farm or you're teaching. or you're, you're Oh, yeah, and on top of that, you're, you're now part of the military. You're actually a Wonderbolt going on tour, <laughs> right? Plus, you're mm. part of the military, which means if something comes up, you have, you're, on, you're on active call military service. I got it. I got what? it. What? Miracle. Miracle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, the next question comes from Jake the Army Guy. Oh, hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Oh, opens by saying, I will ask the single most important question a man can ask. One that transcends barriers like race, gender, or creed. A question that unites us, binds us, defines us as a species. No, I didn't read your fan fiction. Will you please? Sorry, that was beautiful. Well done. Get wrecked. Get, get all the wrecks. The next question comes from Kaiden, who is going to ask the expert in manliness, who is manlier, and what's your reasoning for it? Uh, like there's a, a series set of, of these. Those ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the first one is Chuck Norris versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, because of political things. Ah, That's enough. Right. That's enough. Moving on. Um, Big Macintosh or Braeburn? Big Macintosh. Ooh. For sure. well, big, big Macintosh way beyond it because whenever we see Braeburn, he's basically not taking care of himself. He's he's broken his foreleg and he's, you know, foisting stuff off on Applejack or whatever, you know. Appaloosa! Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Big, big Mac is, is like the essence of manliness in that whole freaking show. You have a really good point. I would also like to point out, and I'm very proud of you for this, that you said Bray Burned instead of Bray Burn, and I'm just going to leave that sitting over here as it is. The next comparison is the Storm King from the movie or Lord T-Rex. That's a tough one. Uh... I would say Lord T-Rex hmm. because, because the Storm King, we really didn't get enough, we didn't get enough characterization of the Storm King to actually, it, it, the Storm King was sort of like uh, Sombra 2.0. So, so I, I recently saw the movie last night, actually, and the Storm King is more like a guy who cares about uh, market figures and stuff like that and what's trending. Cool. Uh, the next one is a sort of crossover. We got Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z versus Down. General right. Armstrong versus uh, in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, who against who? <gasps> oh, General Armstrong against who? I didn't. I didn't hear it. Uh, Vegeta. Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, General Armstrong. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Oh, you're not manly if you don't sparkle. <laughs> dang straight guys 
Dusty Sparkles. Have you not seen him? Okay, just just saying. He does. Yes. All right. The next question is: Who's manlier, Discord or Q? Oh, mm, that's a tough one. I would say Discord because Q never really uh, learned his lesson. Um. Ooh. But Voyager, though. But you know what? Q Voyager was really a reach. Hey, Q, I loved Q, Q trying to be a dad. That was great. He was so bad at it. Oh no, I broke him. I broke him by talking about Q. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering earlier also when I when I said something. Oh, I'm sorry. The difference is people normally interrupt you, Enigma. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um <laughs> We'll send him another ping and let him know that the connection dropped okay. again. Okay. Mm. Well, if it helps everyone, if you haven't seen Star Trek, you should see Star Trek. I know, I know Voyager is like the little brother of Star Trek where people get like really upset. Yeah, but, but Deep Space Nine Q was the best. There we go. All right, oh, now you're wait, back. Wait, wait, wait. Deep Space Nine Q was best with the lack yeah, of mariachi. When he got clocked. Okay, no, that's because Cisco was Yeah, amazing. Cisco clocked him in the mouth. And the, that was the best. That was the best piece of Q acting there was. Picard never hit me. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. Ah, uh, we could go off on Star Trek. I'm sorry. We need to stop doing that. I'm sorry. 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 All right. The next question is from Brian Reeds, and he asks, "Would you recommend watching MLP to those of us who listen to this show and read the fan fiction but don't?" Um. I would say that if you don't understand the source material, then how can you actually write or draw or, and, or, or compose anything um, to do with the show? I mean, you have to understand its underlying uh, overarching what it is before you can basically, you know, modify parody or whatever it, right? I mean, sure, you could go off, you could, you could write Fallout Equestria right, which someone has, but Fallout Equestria still has its toes in the original show, right? Even though it's it's a completely outside of the realm of, of Equestria, it's still based in Equestria. So it's still based in, in somewhat of the show. So if, if you're going to write something completely different than what's any canon at all in My Little Pony, then basically you're doing a brand new IP that has nothing to do with it. You're not an Equestria. You're not even on the planet Equus. You're doing something else. Then it's not My Little Pony at all. Smart. I like that answer. Uh, the next couple questions that we got involve pictures to uh, help formulate your answer. Uh, and uh, so uh, go ahead and check out our chat behind the counter. Uh, the first one's gonna be from Brian Reeds. What is your opinion on excessively fluffy ponies? Um, if it's not Flufflepuff, it doesn't matter. Ooh. Wow, that's, ooh, okay. That last one in that image looks like Flufflepuff blue. Yeah, basically <laughs> Flufflepuff is the only overly fluffy pony that matters. And now that now that he's basically you know ended Flufflepuff as we knew it, um, yeah. I can't I can't wait to see what he comes up with next because he's a brilliant comedian and I I really yes. can't wait to see what his new project is. Yes, and his his panels every time I've seen them have been fantastic. Yeah. Oh man. 
All right, the next question comes from the other other guy. <laughs> and he asks, how does this make you feel? How does this make me feel? Um, it makes me feel that somebody in animation class somewhere missed a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Are, okay, the one she's walking in, is that her front hooves? Yes. Yeah, so somebody basically cut her off at the barrel and then put swinging arms on her front half. <laughs> on her neck. Yeah, they're swinging exactly. arms on her on her neck. And they basically cut off the, the rest of the pill from, from her shoulders back. Mm -hmm. Oh. All right, I don't want to look at that anymore. We're moving on now <laughs> to Shakespeare, please. Who asks, what celebrity would you like to see voice a pony on the show? And why? Mm, that's, uh, that's interesting. We have had a lot of people come and go on the show that were big celebrities. Um, oh, geez. Um, you know, you can always go for the big ones, you know, like Dwayne Johnson or, you know, uh, the guy who did the Hamilton uh, thing. Uh, the guy who plays Star-Lord. You know, all, all, all oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, any of those guys could be would be awesome on the show, but we sort of missed the boat with Starswell the Bearded. And the guy who did Starswell the Bearded did a wonderful job. It's a, a great voice for Starswell the Bearded. But man, if they could have got, you know, Where, Ian McKellen Patrick or Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart, oh, okay, okay. I've actually said this to them before. They've heard yeah. me say it. Sorry, sorry, go on. Yes, if you, if you could have got either of those, but they were probably way too expensive or they were way too busy. Um, so I'm, I'm, really happy with the voice they got. He, he really pulled a really great Star Trek World of Bearded. Um, I'd still love to have Sir Patrick on there. I would. Oh, yeah. Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart as, you know, Anyone. a character on there would be awesome. Um, Ian McKellen would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you had sort of, if you, if you had a, like a, a flashback episode back to Star Trek World of Bearded's time, right, where he had a, uh, he had a student who was voiced by either or um, or would, what, about a, what about a teacher who was, or a teacher, or, or a teacher who was forced by either or that would be that would be amazing. Oh, cool. Um, Saucy Berry Serenade has the next question. Uh, what is your favorite MLP episode? Mm, I people keep asking me that, and I I can't really nail it down to one favorite because there's a bunch of favorites depending on what that that episode is about. Um, almost every Wonderbolt episode is a favorite of mine because everybody knows I'm a Wonderbolt fanatic. Um, so, you know, but you have to go back to like season one, right? Where Rarity falls back on her bed and doesn't know, she's crying because she doesn't know what to wallow in, which is basically <laughs> the line that, the line that hooked me on the entire series, right? It's like that joke alone told me, it's like, this is going to be something different. This is going to be a series that's going to be, you know, pretty smart. So I'm going to give this one a chance and look where it got me. I like it. All right. The next question is from Icy Shake, who asks, who are some people you admire in and out of the fandom and why? Um, people I admire in and out of the fandom. Um, I admire uh, Manda Pony, basically because he's always done his own thing and never let anybody else tell him what he couldn't couldn't do. Um, same way with Living Tombstone, uh, Denotive, uh, Ali Monty, uh, Jesse Nowacking, 
you know, those people that just didn't let people tell them that they couldn't, right? When people were giving Jessie hell about the way she did vinyl scratch, she said, screw it, this is the way scratch is in my head and that's the way I'm going to do it. And people actually warmed up to it, right? Yeah. And then when her and Ailimani got together, it was, it, was it was gold. It was magic. Every time they did those two characters together, it was friggin' magic. And people can't tell me otherwise. It's like, it's they can't. Um, Mando Pony, right? Uh, uh, Acoustic Brony. Those two guys just came in and flamed the freaking fandom. They, they were the best. And then they, now they've got their own band doing, mu doing music at sci-fi and, and anime conventions all over the UK. Right. And, yeah. and they're great guys, you know, Ed and Jimmy are, are wonderful people and I love them for it. Um, Dwayne Johnson, if I could be half of what Dwayne Johnson is, I'd be manlier than I am now. Um, so I love Dwayne Johnson and what he does for charity and what he does for, you know, being a person of, you know, a, a, being a personality, right. He, he's never, you know, been angry at his fans or, or, or did something really, completely stupid that he's had to apologize for because that's not who he is. Um, if I could be more like him, I would in, in, a, in a heartbeat. That's awesome. All right. Uh, the next question that we got is from Violon. So it's time for questions with Violon. <clears throat> Let me do the thing. <clears throat> it's time for questions with Violon. Be afraid. Be the very question afraid. for today is... <laughs> Uh, how are you what, today? What would today's question be? I don't know. Let's find out what Violon's question is today. Okay. How are you today? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I'm doing kind of fine. Although I That's got, good. I, you know, I, I got like stuck in a in a helium factory, but I don't know what's going on. Helium I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little like headed. I don't know. That's okay. That just means everything is great. Yay! I'm closing my eyes to this, and all I envision is Muppet Show. Um, if you've ever seen the Bad Idea Bears in Avenue Q, that's exactly what Dusty and I are right now. Oh my gosh. All right, we got a question now from Ice Star. How much of your? I, I thought you said Ice Tea. What? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I, 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 I keep coming at you. He just he just chills out, throws down a beat, throws some questions, you know. <laughs> I star as how much of your power is contained in your mustache? You know, a lot less than we thought. We thought that most, if not all, of my power was contained within my mustache follicles. But as you remember, I shaved it for charity last year at you know down in Dallas. And my powers were not actually gone. Ooh. And within a month, it came back. So therefore, after, after being on my face since 1987, it basically took a vacation for about a month. I don't know where it went. It didn't tell me where it went. It might have gone to Alpha Centauri for all I know. But it did come back and felt much better for it. So therefore, I think it needed a breather for a little. But so, it, yeah, I, you're I, the guy. I don't know where it went, but it, it had a wonderful time. Trust me. So you're the god of manliness, not the god of mustaches. That is true, because at, 
at no time have I actually won the Robert Goulet Mustache Award from the uh, American Mustache Institute, which is an actual thing. Yes. That nobody has actually nominated me for. Yes. Dusty, why didn't you tell me? Um, by the way, if you ever want to do any of the beard mustache competitions in the Bay, I know one of the judges. Let me know. Yes. 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 All right. We're going to go to a question now from Tova B. Who asks, what is the most imaginative insult you can think of? Mm. <sighs> Let me think for a second. Uh, Banta fodder. Um, it, is, it is the fourth. So, <gasps> you scruffy nerf herders. Um... <laughs> Uh, we'll leave it at that. Aww, so sweet. All right. Let's see. The next question we have is from Uwe Toll. And he has a headcanon question for you. Okay. In the My Little Pony universe, can the ponies tan? And how do they prevent overheating? Um, can the ponies tan? Hmm. Well, I know that actual horses can get sunburned. Uh, and so tanning was probably a thing that can happen. Um, horses, uh, in real life actually pant like dogs, um, and they do sweat. So I'm thinking that more than likely, you know, my little ponies actually sweat. And you have seen that in some, some, uh, scenes where Rainbow Dash is doing something, you know, uh, with the Wonder Bowls or something, they do have towels over their shoulders, so therefore they're sweating, um, and having to towel off. So I'm, I'm thinking that they actually, like real horses, pant and sweat. Um, cool. All right. Let's see. Now we have a question from Am I Dead Inside? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, do you want an episode that would discuss the kind of loophole the show was created about whether alicorns are immortal or they just have really long lives only if it builds the world only if it's world building i think that if they used it uh, in the middle of a world building episode that they have to actually answer that question because of of the overarching plot then yes uh, but i wouldn't want to i don't think they should actually you know build an entire episode around it it's a bit boring for an entire episode. Um, the only way you can actually build that episode around that question is is at the end of the series where all the girls have died and Twilight is still alive, or, or Twilight is still you know young and beautiful, where all all of the other ones are Granny Smith's age, right? So right. that that's the only way that that question could come up in the series is whether or not you know when the girls are staying getting to get older where Twilight is getting taller and staying young. It's like, and then she goes to Celestia and say, could you explain this to me, please? And then there you have, your, you know, that would be the lead into your question, you know, having that uh, answered. Well said. All right, the next question we have is from Mobile Sam, our resident potato lover, who asks, what do you think of potatoes? Potato famine. Oh, um, no. <laughs> the, uh, How dare you? Um, I, it, it's another one of my annoying traits um, is that I am a potato fiend. I love potatoes in every 
way you can make them from scalloped to potato chips to uh, French fries How is this to bad? How is this pring bad? Pringles to potato uh, toss. The, pro the problem with me and my potato thing is that if there is a that there is a sleeve of Pringles, I'll eat the whole thing. If there's well, a bag of potato chips, I will eat the whole thing. If there is if there is a option for the extra large fries, that's what I'll buy. Uh, and it's carborific. That's why. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to control your weight when you're eating bags of potato chips at a time. Um, but yeah, I have, I love potatoes. Awesome. I have a serious question though. Mm. How do you feel about poutine? Oh, poutine is like, <sighs> you ever see that movie where they go after the golden fleece? Yes. Yes. Jason and the Argonauts. Yes. Poutine is like the golden fleece. A good poutine is worth going hundreds of miles for. Thank you. It's Thanks. so true. It's so true. I actually ate poutine with Michael Dobson in Vancouver a couple of years ago. I hate you. Yes. That's so awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We got a question from Vanda Moose, who uh, takes, takes a step back and asks a somewhat serious question. If someone were to come up, let's say, oh, we got a volunteer, uh, Enigma, you're voluntold. Um, I'm, I'm voluntold? Yes. yes, you're voluntold. We told you to volunteer. Boom. If someone asked you, how do I become a real man? What advice would you give them? Jeez. Look, look to Dusty Cat. It's, it's such a loaded question. How do I become a real man? Uh, if, if you're male, then you're a man. If you want to be a better man, then be stand up like we discussed earlier you know right. stick to your word do what you say you're going to do you know pay your bills on time if somebody does something for you thank them if you can do something for somebody and you have the opportunity do it um just be a better person be the person that you want somebody to be toward you then that's that's being a man that's being ma more manly than you were before and that's just you know if you want to be better than you were before then just do those things that you want to see other people do. Then people will do those things to you. And basically it's a, a snowball that runs downhill. I like that. Solid. Yeah, right. Were you just trying to sing the song from Mulan? You yeah. must be swift as the coursing river. Yeah, man. With all, right. all the force of the Drake Typhoon. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right. And, and, and you know, if anybody who sings that song or listens to that song about in that song, that whole song tells you how not to be a man. Really? Mulan, Mulan is more of a man in that movie than that song is. Because that, that song tells you about things you can do to be a man, not being a man. These, the, the song is all about the outside things that, that make you look like you're a man, not, you know, integrity and standing up for your family and, you know, protecting her father and all this other kind of stuff that she does, which is more manly than, you know, being stronger than a coursing river or blah, 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 blah. But, but, yeah. but Mulan is still mysterious as the dark side of the moon. You know, I thought the, I thought the moral of that lesson was, was if you want to be a man, you got to kill a hun. Hey! No. 
No, she killed a lot of Huns for one thing. Yes, but but if you know, for me in that song, it's like well, that song is actually you know a reverse of what being a man really is. I mean that that was a bunch of stuff about if you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you you're you're looked on upon as a man, right? Not actually doing what Mulan did, mm-hmm. and be, being you know I think that that character who sang the song actually you know, learned more about being a man from Mulan than what he knew at that time. It's true. And this conversation brings up an even cooler point that I think is really important to bring up, um, that manliness, the, the qualities of, a, of being a man is not gender specific. That's true. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like, to be clear, like... Mulan's commander is very manly in a lot of ways, especially after his father's death, but Mulan repeatedly personifies all of these traits that are seen to be heroic Mm -hmm. more than he does. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Yes. All right. Then the final question is from Milos. Milos? Oh, man. I just ruined the ruined the name of the week. Congrats, you Milios. won a prize. Milios. Therefore, it's Greek. You see, it's Milios. Yes. Um, let's say you got a bat pony, and they're really excited. Are they going to make more of a re sound or more of a e sound? Re. Re. Got it. All right. Because and... the, the R comes from the hissing from the fangs. Ooh, I like that. Now we managed to get through at least one question per person all the way down the list uh, with about 14 minutes to spare. So I'm going to jump back up and try to grab a few extra questions. Uh, Going up to Latrius, um, if you could hug one pony, who would you hug? Oh, only one? Yes. That's difficult. Um... I would probably ask, and then I would hug Cheerily, because you know Cheerily and I actually dated in the eighties. We, we, we went to the same high school, you see. You know? Yeah, which does it. And then, then we lost each other over the we lost each other over the years, and then we sort of found each other on Facebook, and we started talking back and forth every now and then. And you know, when we broke up, it wasn't really that clean, and we had some lingering things. We talked them out on Facebook. We're friends now. Good. Yes. It's always good to have a happy ending. Sorry, I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I. Please continue, please, right now before it gets too late for me. Dust Chew has a question. Um, what is your favorite food? Coney dogs. Oh goodness. Uh, question. Is... Oh, important question. Important question. Important question. Go for it, pencil. Does chili go on spaghetti? Yes, We're that's Cincinnati friends. style. We're not friends. No, 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 no. Does non-bean chili go on spaghetti? Oh, we're talking non-skyline chili? Because we're talking non-skyline chili, can talk. I mean, so I you don't you, you don't like skyline as uh, as a uh, as, they as put a, a chocolate in their chili. That is bad. Thank now, you. Their their regular chili. Is good. They're hot chili on spaghetti. No, all of it is chocolate. Uh, not when I used to have it. Hmm. 
We're gonna have to do more research on the skyline chili. Maybe we'll have to do it. And how does it make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Question number three from Sunbro for Life asks: <clears throat> Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? Beast man. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Some broken fight you. He says beast men and not many faces. Oh, many faces was the worst. He couldn't do anything. Could be worse. Hey, many faces. No, many faces was only there because they could make a toy that when you hit his head, he changed faces. That was all he was there for, was to sell that toy. Many faces can express like no one else can. Okay, we're we're a little calling the kettle black here, considering we're all friends, uh, like all fans of my little. Just saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fandoms, going down to RK Striker JK5, what would you consider your favorite non My Little Pony franchise? Mm, difficult, difficult, difficult. Um, I would have to say, if you go back to my my otaku roots, um, I would say Science News Team Gatchaman is my favorite, favorite, favorite show ever. Um, and the original Japanese version, not that Battle of Planets sky thing, whatever chopped up crud that they brought over in the 70s it's to the United States. Um, yeah, so if you can actually catch the original Science Nation Gachaman cuts from like 69, 70 out of Japan, they were awesome. Uh, people died, people exploded, and the main bad guy was a gender switching weirdo. It was great. It's it like cool. him on, for those who are fans of the Powerpuff Girls, it's like him on crack. I'm just Yeah, it's like it him right on now. crack, basically. Yeah, it, was him, it was him being more evil. Daily Motion him, has it, if you look. Yes. Daily Motion does have it, if you look. But yeah, I, I really wish that, you know, Crunchyroll would get the license and actually put it up. But I, I think that people still think there's too much money in it to actually give the license to Crunchyroll. I could see that. All right. Midnight Chaos now has a bit of a pun for you. Would an unidentified, nameless, um, passed-out deer be called a John Deere or a John Doe? Um, it would be a. It depend on whether or not it was male or female. Ooh. Well, I'm not gonna go searching. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, former bow hunter. Yeah. Always check for the tines. Thank you for being a responsible bow hunter. Yes. And if you're a gun hunter, always use proper muzzle control or else someone dies and it's not good. Yay, next. Tin Man. Man, welcome to the hunting podcast. Um, Tin Man now has a question. Uh, what is your favorite headcanon about the show? That's... Headcanon about the show. <sighs> well... A lot of my headcanons have been, you know, exploded over the last couple of years. So I don't have any really new headcanons that they haven't exposed yet. I mean, one of my headcanons was that Scootaloo lived under a bridge in Detroit because we could never saw where she lived. Um, the I'd really like to see more of the world. I know we've gotten a lot of world building over the last few years. We got Las Pegasus, we got Van Hoover, we got, you know, the Crystal Empire, we got 
Yakistan, we got all that stuff. I want to see a bit more, you know, they even brought in Minneapolis for crying out loud, um, which is awesome. Uh, a bit more out towards Las Pegasus. I want to see, you know, I want to, I want them to go to Van Hoover. I want them to go to, you know, the middle of the country somewhere, you know, go to Minneapolis, you know, let's have a, let's have a parody of freaking, you know, what was that movie? My brain's not working, but anyway, too much sake. Um, <laughs> you know, Fargo. Have, let's have a Fargo uh, parody. You know, well, we had, we had Fargo ponies. We did. I mean, it, we had Fargo ponies, so Ooh, we yeah. know it exists. So <laughs> let's have something, let's have them go there and not be able to actually talk to anybody because they can't, you know, grok the, 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 the speak, but whatever. Just something more fun like that. Yeah, let's, let's go find out what's going, you know, west of of Candlelot, but east of freaking Lost Pegasus. I like it. Solid. I just, I just want to know if Mayor Mayor still has a job. That's true. We haven't seen Mayor Mayor in a while. You know? It's true. But you know, somebody has somebody has to actually run the day to day when Princess Twilight is off saving the world, or teaching a school, or, or teaching a school she does now, or whatever she does. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching yeah. friendship. Brr. Teaching friendship. Yes. Let's bring the friendship to us. That way, we don't have to go anywhere. Although All next right. week, next week is Star Star Beard and 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 Sparkle Horse going off to wherever Brr. on a friendship Brr. mission. Brr. Yeah. So we'll find out what's going on with those two. All right. Number five from Kaiden. After six plus years in this fandom. What keeps yeah. you interested? What keeps you going? And what makes you still attend as many conventions as financially possible? Um, I do it because it's fun. Um, I do it because the show is still incredibly fun for me to watch. Um, I love what people are doing in the fandoms. I love the animations. I love the music. Um, I love being able to voice act in these really wonderful animations and reads and all of this stuff that people allow me to do. Um, I love entertaining people on stage. I love being able to go to a convention and making people's, you know, eyes light up just by saying hello and, you know, listening to what's going on in their lives, things like that. Um, it gives me a warm feeling inside that I can do that for people and entertain. And hopefully I get to do it for a long time um, between, you know, book narration and voice acting and everything else. You know, I think this late in my life, I finally found something that I really, really, really like to do. And I will continue to try and do it as hard as I can until I can't do it. All right. I like that. Uh, we're going to go down to questions now from Toba B, who we're, we're just going to, we're going to cause some, some heartache here um, because I love some of these questions that are here. Like for instance, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, it's meat between two slices of bread. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that is very diplomatic of you, considering the question. You ever seen that I... image? Where, you ever seen that image where someone makes an Earth sandwich? God damn. Oh man. Why would you do this, Enigma? Okay. Um, let's see. Trying to grab another question from Vandamoose. Oh, here we go. Uh, what do you hide under that beard of yours? Mm. Is it a sensitive, emotional human being who just needs more human contact and hugs? <sighs> Not really. Um, 
Damn it. <laughs> Actually, I don't hide anything in my mustache. Ooh. As you saw, I shaved it off, and there was nothing. There wasn't even a there wasn't even a pimple. So, yeah, I don't hide anything in my mustache. Everything is out front and center. Well, that's because you take care of yourself, and you're a trustworthy fellow. Oh, I try. We're going to grab a question from Brian Reeds, who asks, what is your favorite song from the show and song from the fandom? Mm, that's difficult. Um, song from the show would probably be a, still a toss-up between Win Wrap-Up and Art of the Dress. I mean, those, those were just masterpiece pieces from early in the, early in the run. Um, my favorite fandom song? Wow. Um, I could always like pick all the all the normal ones like Discord or you know the the, the Living Tombstone mix um, uh, and all these other things. But I think that if you want to go back to really really bopping stuff, I think that you almost anything off of early Denoted's um, stuff, the '87 mix uh, of Art of the Dress was the 1987 retro mix was awesome. Um, anything Denoted did in that era was just off the chain. So I just, I, I would have to say almost anything Denota did in that era. Ooh, good answers. Um, I have a hockey-related question if you're up for it, Dusty. Mm, yes. So um, because we've been on the podcast, we haven't been able to watch the hockey games that are going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Brad Marchand licking people considering he just tried to lick one of the lightning just now? Again. Uh. Well, I would have to say that as an as a player who is meant to be a thorn in the side of the opposition, because he's not much better for anything else, yes. um, that as an enforcer, you have to come up with a new way to antagonize your opponent because fighting is so, you know, poo-pooed now in, in hockey. Um, but as a, it's a bodily fluid swap, um, I would have to like go uh, a big fat no on what he's doing. Um, and I hope that the uh, disciplinary board of the NHL have a thing or two to say to him later. I have very similar feelings on it. And I know that the NHL has cautioned him before and he just freaking tried to lick someone again and the guy pushed him in his face. So. Oh, I'm sure yeah. he did. Non non consensual licking is pretty not okay. Yeah. Sorry, random question. Wanted to know. Safe word. Right. But no. <laughs> we got two last questions from you. Uh, the first one is from Brian. The last one is just who we what we ask for every other guest. Um, Brian's going to give you the chance to just um, emaciate us, just destroy us. Um, um, the, the, the term the term is decimate, honey. Decimate. There you go. Emaciate us. What? I'm already there. It means make us skinny. Oh. Hey, you can emaciate me. You can emaciate me all you want. I've been looking for it my entire life. Anyway, what's the question? <laughs> what do you think of the podcast, Dusty? Um, it's been fun. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the other shows, so I don't know how raunchy this thing really gets. But uh, the uh, this has been fun, and I would probably come back and do it again. Wonderful. Then the final question is on a scale of yes to yes. How much do you regret joining us today? Um, 
negative 3.5. Whoa. Wow, that's pretty good. That's a Yelp review. <laughs> well, that's it, everyone. That is our two hours. And, man, we got through a lot of questions today. But, Dusty, I feel like we really got the chance to know you better, not only as your Dusty Cat platform, but you as a person. So thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us today. No worries. Thanks for having me on. And if there's anything you'd like to promote or things you'd like people to look for, like uh, what channels they can find you on, what social media, et cetera, feel free to plug them right now. Okay, so um, you can find me on Twitter at Dusty underscore K-A-T, which is Dusty Cat. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Bronies React, mostly. Uh, I'll be putting up some more stuff on my YouTube channel soon. Uh, basically old shows, so um, those will be fun to watch for you. Um, I'm doing a book series called Portals of Infinity on Audible. So I did book three and four, so go to Audible, look in Portals of Infinity, and you'll find my soothing tones if you want to listen to a couple of books. Um, I'll be working on that entire series, so I've got four more books to do. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm also part of uh, a couple of uh, voice acting pieces. Um, I'll be Thatch in the Thatch and Dial animation that's coming up from Mandopony. Um, so that's going to be awesome. We did a hundred pages of script only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm told that it's been cut into a very wonderful uh, piece. So I, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and East Corp, I'm doing voices for East Corp's productions. Uh, that would be any of the Fallout Equestria stuff that they do and some of their own original projects. So I'll be doing some of that. Uh, so just be on the lookout for anything. I usually uh, put, put it out on Twitter at any time. Sometimes I'll pop up a Periscope on Twitter to show you what I'm doing in the garage, building a guitar or whatever I'm working on. So uh, keep your ears open, your eyes open. I'm usually somewhere. Awesome. Well, that's all the time that we have for this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. This is our outro music now. I came on the podcast. I saw what they did. I told them I was awesome. And I flipped my lid. I told them I was great. I showed them I was a man. And then I came out and said. The dust of cat. Oh my god. Read us out, priest. Oh, this has been a non pencil. Hi, guys. Enigmatic Otaku. Later. Milk. Ravage. What? And of course, the wonderful Dusty Cat. That would be me. <laughs> My name's Flutter Priest. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>